Jackie is going to read the gospel one more time and see if you hear anything different this time through. Cut. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I always forget about the second time that we read this. <laughs> I just shut the bug. Okay, I'm ready. Action. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the director of faith formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Sonia, and I'm the youth minister. I'm Jackie Pippin, and I'm the digital resource coordinator. And it is sunny and just like slightly brisk here in San Diego. And I'm going to guess it what in. it's doing in Japan. Do you want to guess, Maya? I'm going to say snow. I was going to guess snow, too. Jackie, what's it doing? It hasn't stopped snowing in 30 hours. Oh. If you guess snow, if anybody at home guess snow, Xboxes. you get... <laughs> Why do we always do the Xboxes? It's like, you get five palm fronds. You don't get Xboxes. You, can't, you get a free pass to go on the faith to go website and look at these week, this week's resources. You have what? 500 Oriental trading catalogs. So welcome to this, this week's episode of the faith to go podcast, where... Maya, Jackie, and I take some time to highlight a point each from the gospel for this week that all of the Faith2Go resources for families are based on that you can find at the Faith2Go website, www.myfaith2go.org. And again, we are always interested in hearing from you. So if you have any questions, comments, or stories from this week of faith discussion, send them to us. Uh, to faith to go at stpaulcathedral.org, and we will answer your questions, share your comments, and your stories on the next week's podcast. Um, and so we are going to get into the gospel for this Sunday, which is Sunday, February 10th, and it is the fifth Sunday after Epiphany. And the gospel is from Luke, and it uh, we are again in that this string of Lucan readings because it is year C of the lectionary, and that is Luke's year. So, we are, uh, Jackie is going to read the gospel, and then we'll each take a moment to highlight a point from that gospel that we hope you can take into your faith discussions this week, either in your own personal reflections or in using those uh, faith to go resources on the website with your family. So, Jackie is going to read Luke 5, 1 through 11, and then we'll get into it. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Genesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats and the one belonging to Simon and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. 
And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats ashore, they left everything and followed him. Okay, so this is from Luke 5, which comes in the chapter after the reading from last week where Jesus was at the synagogue in Nazareth, uh, talking about that reading from the scroll of Elijah and then talking about um, the prophets Elijah and Elisha and getting chased out of the town and up a mountain and they wanted to hurl him off a cliff. Yeah. Um, So remember, at at this point in Luke's gospel, Jesus still has not called any disciples. So Jesus is doing all this stuff by himself. But this is the story of Jesus calling those first disciples. So this is how Jesus, this is like Simon Peter's call story. And not only him, but James and John. So pretty intense way. It's not like Jesus, like, you know, I think in Mark's gospel, it's like Jesus walks by and he's like, hey, you, come 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 with me. And he's like, okay, let's do it. Um, (laughs) So there's that parallel to the calls, to the call stories. So this is a bit different. And then there's also a parallel to this story of catching fish from John, which happens at the end of John's gospel. So it's after the resurrection. And the resurrected Jesus is on the shore. And some of the disciples are casting their nets and fishing in the sea and in boats and Jesus yells out to them because they haven't caught anything and then they throw their nets again and they catch a whole bunch of stuff almost too much to be able to carry back to hey, shore. You. Yeah. Go so, catch some fish. <laughs> so it's interesting there's kind of like elements of those two parallel stories, you know, cuz the, there's call stories in all the gospels and so there's this it's a call story as well as this story of you know overflowing nets. But instead of it being post-resurrection, like in John, it happens at the beginning of Jesus' ministry and is built into this story of calling the first disciples. Um, So that's where we are in terms of the chronology of the gospel itself. And so I am going to take the first point, then it will be Maya, and then Jackie. Sandwich, yeah. (laughs) So the point I wanted to highlight... Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the entire second half of the story almost, really, but I, I won't go that far. It's it's mostly like an interpretation of it that really struck me. Mm-hmm. So it begins with this call of Jesus to put out, for, for Simon to like put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. And I... The way that's a lot, I, I like it because it, it kind of struck me as like a metaphor for um, what I would call like a journey of like growing in awareness of ourselves. And some people would refer to it like Richard Rohr and some other kind of mystical minded theologians would refer to it as like the path of descent. It's this like increasing awareness of like all these layers and layers and layers of like socialization and culturalization and implicit biases and underlying psychological things and like all the stuff that is like deep, deep, deep down there inside of ourselves. So when he says, it really struck me like put out into the deep water because the deep in the Greek, it doesn't say deep water though that the water part could be implied by the word that is used, but the word that is used is just one word and it just means into the deep so, like, it could be the deep water, but metaphorically it could be, like, the like 
profundity, like the depth of something, the depth of ourselves even. And, and so thinking about like this path of descent and the way that people talk about it and maybe the way that Jesus is teaching is like the, this gospel writer is teaching about it and Jesus is teaching about it through these characters of Jesus and uh, Simon Peter in the story is it's like Jesus calls Peter first. The first thing Jesus calls Peter to do is go out into this depth in a place that is that Peter doesn't really want to go. Right. So yeah. so we're called to like go and like plumb the depths of ourselves and, and a, like a lifelong journey really because what we find is that this depth is kind of infinite. It makes me think of like in Genesis 1, the spirit of God moved over the face of the deep, you know, like go out into the deep. This depth is like infinite depth, murky, formless, muck stuff that is inside that we don't really want to deal with. Mm-mm. But like is the f- step like the first steps of what <clears throat> like authentic meaningful ministry is going to be in our lives and like authentic authenticity for ourselves is going to be like. So Simon Peter is called to go into the depth, this place that we don't want to go. You could call it like the shadow the sh- your shadow, this place where like all of our implicit socialized whatever you want to call it, it could be biases, racism, sexism, any of these things, but also like our trauma. own, yeah, trauma and the shadow is just like oh, the place where we put all these parts of ourselves that we don't want to deal with or that we don't feel like are good enough or, or whatever. Or we don't want to see or that we can't see because we're yeah. pushing it down, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> and so it's interesting to see what happens after that. So if we're thinking about it in that lens, Simon says, Master, we have worked all night long but have caught nothing. If you say so, I will let down the nets. So, like, I don't really want to do this, but if you're saying I need to, then I'm going to do it. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So, like, this process starts, and it's like once you open the lid, Oof. it's like it's like an infinite box. number of things <laughs> that you're going to be dealing with if you keep on this path, you know, uh, this journey that Jesus is calling well, us on. And it's going to be hard to put that lid back yeah. on once you've seen. Right. You've seen some stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, you can't, like, the nets... It feels like then it's like it feels like it's too much to deal with. Right. It that, feels that like the nets, nets are, are gonna break. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. they're gonna break. Yes. Absolutely. So they signaled stuck. their partners in the other boat to come and help them. So this is good. It's like, hey, I can't do this by myself. Like we really can't do it by ourselves. No. Because if we do it Team by ourselves, yeah, then it becomes just this like vicious cycle of like vicious cycle. Vicious cycle <laughs> <laughs> of you know, like we get like caught up in our brains and our own kind of like self deprecation or whatever we want to call it. Yeah. But like when we can reach out and like share this path with other people, be able to talk about it, that's when it really moves out of the shadows and into the, you know, the the light of day. And that's when we can really look at it and deal with what is true of us, of ourselves. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. So like other people can come and help help us, but that doesn't mean that we're both going to be okay. Right. <laughs> well, we will ultimately. Yeah. But, but when Simon start. Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus's knees. So now Simon Peter goes back to Jesus and is like, "We can't even do this together. We need your help." You know, mm-hmm. like this isn't some undertaking that we can do by ourselves. It is like something that we take part in, but that God cultivates in us. That like we are given the energy and the strength, and even that initial energy to do it that initial interest and awareness is like a grace of god to even be interested in opening the lid at all 
Right. It's a lot easier to not open the lid. Right. It's like a grace of God to start the process, and it's by the grace of God that we can continue the process. Yeah. Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. This is how it's going to feel. It's like, I know, I know what this feels like, to be, like, coming into contact with all these implicit biases, these, like, things I've stuffed down, this stuff I don't want to deal with. It feels terrible. Like, get away like, from me. It's like as much as I know that it's important and I really want to do it, I still feel like so unworthy. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so all, also, also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. So it's like this is the necessary, this is like the requirement to follow Jesus. This is like the work that has to be done to be able to connect with one another and like to ourselves. Like voyage you know? within ourselves. Yeah, it's like we see Simon Peter go, like we see the connection between dealing with all this stuff and the ministry that is ahead of him. That's like, you are going to be a per- you are going to be a catcher of people. You are going to be like one that can connect to people now because you have begun at least this work of connecting mm-hmm. to yourself. And that's a really hard thing to do, but it's like necessary. You know, we can't be with one another until we can be with ourselves. And we can't be with ourselves until we are willing to look at what is true. Right. Until we can be with all of ourselves. Yeah, right. Right. All, all of what we are. So Not that was pleasant. mine. I thought that was kind of cool, that, yeah. that story. I love that's that story. really cool. I like that story a lot, too. I mean, I, too, I feel like everyone at a certain point can certainly relate to Peter Simon. This is my point. Like, get away from me, for I'm a sinful man. It's like, why do you even want to touch me? Why do you even want to look at me? Why do you even love me? Mm-hmm. Um, and if we look at the fish maybe in a slightly different perspective, because these are fishermen and they want to catch fish and they've been kind of toiling all day and they're not getting anything uh so if you view the fish as like blessings for example it's like why Mm. are you being nice to me Uh (laughs) why i don't deserve this so it's not even like i don't know it's also i don't deserve the process but it's like i don't even deserve this prosperity i don't deserve good things um i don't deserve your attention and i just like all of that has I felt that, where it's like, I don't deserve any of this. And it's kind of, I don't know. I think God is, he just pops up in your life and says, you know, I'm going to love you. And sometimes I'm just like, who are you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Straight up, just, Mm -hmm. what are you? And why do you care? You know? Yeah, Jesus does kind of come in from out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, if I were Classic Peter, I'd be Jesus. like, "Why should I listen to you, bat? Like, dude, like, all right, if you want me to go in the deep and cast these nets, it's like, all right, man, all right, dude." All right. So it's almost like this bewilderment and this awe that something so great and powerful shows up all of a sudden and just is like, "I love you." And it's like. Mm, but why (laughs) and after I do that excavating I suppose within myself and like really seeing how gunky things are I look at him I'm like this so this is what you want like you you like this stuff (laughs) I don't know it's it's pretty cool but 
All I can say is this is just relatable, man. So that actually brings me to my point. Uh, so my point today is about uh, verse 4. When he had finished speaking, he had said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Uh, and what I love about this is that they had been on this boat all night and they hadn't thought to go into this different deep water for a catch because we are human beings and we love consistency and we love predictability and we love our routine. But Jesus provides this invitation to venture into this new ground, this new world and these new depths. And I think that that really points to what we do in our daily lives. Uh, you know, we go about our routines and we go to school and we have our friends and the opportunity to take this invitation to reach out, to reach out to new people, to reach out to different places, to expand our horizons and find these new depths and new areas of mission and ministry that we can tap into if we just try. Yeah, and also in that thinking about the other parts of the story where like when we do that kind of work, we don't do it alone. Not only mm-hmm. do we do it with God's help, but we do it with the other people that are around us. Like they have partners out there on the, on the, on the water and other boats that helps them when the load gets too much for them. And we can take that as an example of like, we, when I go out and try to do everything by myself, it does not end well. Oh, no. Either when I do it, try to do it without God's help, doesn't end well. Or when I try to do it without other people's help and tell myself that I'm, that I can do it all alone. Right. It just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work the same. If he hadn't called them out for help, then they wouldn't have received that same transformative truth. And yeah. they wouldn't have dropped their nets and gone with him because it isn't yeah, it's just like his a chain. story. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it does feel like sinking. Like it's oh, like a yeah. feeling of like, I grasping yeah i'm like out here in the middle of nowhere and just like sinking out of the weight of all this stuff that i'm trying to take on right well and that notion of like if we go out if we live into this new idea of ministry of inviting other people of of seeking out the deep parts you know who's gonna follow us Mm -hmm. and and who Mm -hmm. are we gonna invite to do that with us Mm -hmm along for the journey yeah and to maya's point there is this i also think there is this resistance like when we if i do feel called to something new to something outside my comfort zone to something i don't feel like to something that is that i'm not used to doing i have this feeling like is this really mine to do am i good enough to do this do i know enough to do this have i enough experience to do this like jesus you know get away from me stop asking me to do this i can't do it right and like like maya's saying You know, that is like a really common experience, I think, and shows that in the doing of it, Jesus equips us to do it. It's not like we're going to get equipped and then go do it. Though there is stuff we can we can do to prepare. There's nothing that's going to prepare. There's nothing that's going to prepare us as much as actually going and doing it. He often makes it so it's sink or swim. (laughs) He throws us into it (laughs) and then we thrive. Right. Oh, get it? Because it's on a lake. It's easy to do when you can just walk on the water, though. (laughs) Right. So, I don't know. That's true. Anyway, 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like uh, I'm. It's like go out into that deep part, and I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen. But when things do go, when you start to sink, I'm going to be there. You know, and like this is what's the, you doing the ministry itself is what's also preparing you at the same time for the ministry you're doing. So. Right. Okay, so I think we've got three points. Um, point number one was my metaphorical interpretation of this whole thing of that path of descent of going deeper and deeper into the parts of ourselves that are there that we may not want to come into contact with, but that is an important part of our journey to do. Um, Maya's was next about this feeling of unworthiness in the face of a call from God and recognizing that even in our feelings of unworthiness, we are infinitely worthy and called. And Jackie's goes along with that <clears throat> and the first one I think of this feeling of being called into places that we don't that we are not comfortable with and the importance of going even if we don't feel equipped and ready that we will be and we will be made ready in doing it. So having heard that discussion, Jackie is going to read the gospel one more time and see if you hear anything different this time through. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Genesaret and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out with them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats ashore, they left everything and followed him. All right. Thank you again, everybody, for listening this week. We'll be back next week, February 17th, with our next episode of the Faith to Go podcast. Make sure to check out all of those Faith to Go resources at www.myfaithtogo.org. Um, send us any questions, comments, or stories from your week of faith discussions and reflections to faith to go at stpaulcathedral.org. Um, check us out on Instagram at faith to go and make sure that you go rate and review this podcast on your podcast app to help other people find it. Until next week, we say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.